Hello, everybody, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts, guys, where we are bringing you all the latest on UGA football recruiting. I'm here with Trent Smallwood and Jed May, who's actually joining us just by uh, audio only if you're watching on the YouTube channel, as he was covering the newest commitment to the University of Georgia. That would be class of 2022, number two ranked tight end, Oscar Delp. And Jed, uh, I know you're on the road right now, but just kind of uh, share with us, not only did you get to cover the recruitment, uh, the commitment ceremony tonight, but you also got to go over to West Versailles yesterday and kind of uh, get some get some time with Oscar and uh, learn more about the whole process. Yeah, sorry, sorry for any background noise, but y'all might hear. Um, but yeah, I talked to Oscar yesterday, and and Blaine, you know, you kind of mentioned this. I'm um, in the behind the scenes story you wrote today. You know, Oscar Delp has been Georgia's number one target all along. You know, it's Todd Hartley and Kirby Smart zeroed in on him early in the process, and you know, it it paid off. That attention paid off. He felt like a priority. They, you know, he told me yesterday that they recruited his family as well, and you know, he just. You know, the latest in, in the long string of, of elite tight ends. You know, you go back, there was Darnell Washington two years ago, Brock Bowers last year. You got Pierce Sperlin looking ahead the next year. Um, so, you know, he he told me that he, he thought early in the process Georgia was a school that he might want to go to. And then he's seen what Georgia's um, done with Brock Bowers this year. And that's really sealed the deal. And Trent, you did some uh, film study. I don't know if the, the film room's up yet or not. I've, we've been putting out so many articles over on UGA Sports, guys. You need to really go check it out for all things Oscar Delp related. But Trent, uh, just kind of as you study his film, uh, what do you what do you see out of Oscar Delp? I mean, I just 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 looking at the film. You know, there's stuff that that I didn't necessarily see when when you see him live, and he's just you know he he's become a very polished route runner. Um, you know he does those sudden fakes. I, I I have a when it when it goes live. I have a um, highlight of him. He, he kind of fakes the post route, then and he kind of runs a stop and uh, and, and I come back and he's 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 lined up wide receiver and the cornerback actually falls down. And just 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 the way his uh, he's developed on in his game and route running and 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 you know he, he's athletic. He's like athlete like Brock Bowers. Um, you know, he, he's not going to be your, uh, he might line up on the uh, line of scrimmage, but he's going to be your flex guy who's uh, going to create mismatches. And, and that's definitely something he can do. Um, I mean, and, and of course the speed, uh, he, he's, he's got speed and he can, he's another, another big tight end that can take the top off the of defense. Yeah, no doubt, Oscar. And uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel right now, you can see some of that athleticism that that uh, Trent was was talking about there. That he's got that versatility, uh, can line up out wide. I mean, you you see what Brock Bowers is able to do in this Georgia offense, Trent, and then also Darnell Washington getting back healthy. What he's able to do with his just gigantic uh, frame and athleticism all together. How scary is it going to be for people when they run out next year in 2022, Darnell, uh, Brock, and Oscar in 13 personnel? I mean, it's already pretty scary. John Fitzpatrick in his own right, a good tight end, but this is going to add even even more athleticism to that to that group. Well, I think you kind of saw how scary it was uh, last Saturday. They ran a, Actually, they ran a lot of 13 personnel last Saturday. You see Darnell Washington lined up out wide, and, and you see a guy that's – eight inches smaller than him trying to guard him. I mean, it just creates so many mismatches. And, and you know, uh, you come out, it looks like you're in a heavy set, uh, you know, and, and the defense is going to 
adjust to that. Then you put three athletic tight ends like like Georgia's will have on the field, and it's just it's just a, you know pick your poison type thing. Um, I just uh, I don't I don't know. You know, I think Delp's going to contribute early. I could just because of his athleticism, similar to uh, um, Bowers. I don't think he's going to have the impact Bowers had, specifically because Bowers and uh, Washington are on campus. But I, I, I think he can be utilized next year, and I think he, uh, you know, he can be that third tight end that kind of creates those mismatches, uh, mismatches, and lines up in the slot and line them up all over the field, maybe H back or something like that. Jed, uh, you got to talk to Oscar yesterday. I'm sure you got to talk to him some uh, today. Just how big of a relief was it for him? And uh, it feels like he's uh, known about this decision for quite a while now. Yeah, that was actually the first thing I asked him uh, yesterday, was just how much of a relief is it. And he said, yeah, you know, I've known for a while. You know, he, like I said, he went up, to that, went up to Charlotte for that Clemson game. And, you know, it's something where he, he ta obviously talked with the coaches over the summer. And, Blaine, you mentioned this um, in your story today as well. The coaches – you know, Todd Munkin and them sat him down and said, look, this is how we're going to use the tight ends in this offense. This is how it's going to look. And then he saw it in person, um, you know, against Clemson. I think that first drive, Brock Bowers had two catches and three targets or, or three catches on three targets, something like that. So he saw it, you know, right off the bat. And he told me, you know, that night he, he knew that Georgia was the place he wanted to be. And I think the exact quote he said was they did everything they said they were going to do. And, you know, based on what we've seen from Brock Bowers this year, I'd, I'd have to imagine that's true. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it obviously the I think the first uh, four or five passes of that game uh, went Oscar or went uh, Brock Bowers' way, and you know with Oscar Delp in the stands, that had to be intriguing. The the start that Brock Bowers has gotten off to, now you throw um, Darnell Washington back into it. So Georgia definitely is starting to uh, show that they will utilize the tight end and utilize them in a in a key way, a priority way in the offense and. One thing that, that stuck out to me is, like you said, Jed, that presentation that uh, Todd Hartley and um, and Todd Munkin did for the Delp family when they were there on his official visit. They had already won over his, his mom long ago uh, with the way that, that uh, Hartley had been building that relationship and things like that. The dad had a little more little bit more hesitancy, didn't know how Georgia was going to utilize tight ends and things of that nature. And then once he saw just the practice film that Georgia had accumulated of, you know, here's what uh, Brock Bowers is doing, things like that, he turned to him and said, hey, this is, this is the school that I think you should come to. I mean, uh, Oscar told me that off record a long time ago, didn't want me to put that out there for a while, but he was like, hey, this is, this is it. That was kind of the moment he knew on that official visit, and ever since then it's really felt like it started to snowball. So now Oscar – uh, is already going to jump into starting to recruit for this Georgia class. Uh, he will be in attendance, as he told you yesterday, Jed. He'll be in attendance at the Kentucky game, and uh, he's already identifying guys like Michael Williams and Kristen Miller, all these guys, and you're going to try to get them to uh, join in on this class. So uh, big commitment, big class of 2022 commitment for uh, Georgia, that's the 18th in the class. Uh, Trent, Jed, did either one of y'all see? I haven't checked it. What the team rankings jumped up to for Georgia once uh, that that committed uh, that commitment went down? I'm not sure. They were six coming into the night, so I'm sure they probably jumped up a little bit. So we'll get that for you. But while they were looking up that, wanted to uh, mention that tonight's show is brought to you by Dead Soxy guys. They're a uh, you know company that was started by some some old Miss grads uh, that that have you know, made socks in different styles, whether you're a Georgia fan, an LSU fan, a, a 
many different style of fan bases. They've got those colors there. Um, of course, the red and black. So what's it, what would they jump up to there, Trent? Number yeah. five? Yep, fifth. Fifth. Okay, so they, they jumped over Oregon, so now they're number five. Anyways, uh, guys, so we are going to get to some vault questions here. Obviously, it is a big, big weekend, but like I did say, um, wanted to say thank you to Dead Soxie for sponsoring the show. You can get a great deal over on their stuff. Click on the links on the UGASports.com website and check all that out. Um, before we get to the visitor list, on a personal note, I did want to thank everybody for you know, the thoughts and prayers and all that kind of stuff that, that we had um, coming into the, our time we had in the hospital with our son. We didn't really know what was going on. They told us it could have been one of two uh, viruses, one much worse than the other. So uh, thankfully the worst one came back negative. He's got to come home now. It's just wrapping him up like a mummy and, and getting his uh, skin healed up for the next uh, 10 days or so. But let's see if we can add uh, Roddy back in here now. Roddy, with us now? So you you've got the Halloween costume down then, right? Yes, yes. He'll be he'll be a, a little mummy for well, he'll be right before Halloween, so he's he's gonna be good to go. But I I just I was telling Roddy earlier today, just the dog vent and and the vault and everybody that's on there, it's amazing to be a part of uh, the uh, that community. And I just simply put a tweet out there. I I had people you know saying they were praying for us all the way from uh, Wyoming and and North Carolina everywhere. I mean, so it was. It was great stuff. So I uh, appreciate everybody for that. But uh, Roddy, I mean, you you are a big proponent of uh, throwing to the tight ends. I think throwing to years, the tight ends. I think for years you've put out a, a, a weekly tweet on uh, throwing to the tight ends and one on special teams. And now it seems like Georgia is going to definitely have uh, three big tight ends over the next year at least uh, to to throw to once Delp gets on campus. And then Sperlin behind him, and then Lawson Lucky maybe, and. God, who knows? I mean, <laughs> or uh, Neil Avery. Yeah. I mean, Neil Avery, depending on what he wants to end up playing, you know, he's got uh, Cincinnati and yeah. Penn State calling of him at quarterback. So that's a gifted young man. That's this. But it, I love when Jed had the, uh, you know, Jed's interview when the kid says, hey, I saw what they were doing at Clemson and it just you know, it, it convinced me because I will tell you, there was some strong negative recruiting going on with this kid mm-hmm. and not that, you know, and not in the mean way, you know, not saying, but there other teams are pointing out, they're like, look, they don't throw the tight ends. It's running back you over there. You'll never get, you'll, you're going to go be an inline blocker. And Trent can tell you, he's heard the same stuff that I have, you know, it's, uh, and again, if I'm at Clemson, if I'm at South Carolina, if I'm at Michigan, I damn sure saying that every week, Hey, you, do you want to go be there be a blocker? How many, how many balls did Isaac not a catch, you know? And I'm just – I'm hammering Georgia left and right. But then when they actually go see it happen in real life, you're like, okay, any hesitation I have are gone. And the only reason I want to jump on, you guys do a great show, and I, uh, I only want to mention this one thing. When we had Oscar Delp at Georgia – I mean, excuse me, at the uh, Rivals camp, the kid twisted his ankle, stepped on it sideways. You know, when you step off a curb and you – had that kind of hyperextension on the outside. It just hurts like hell. He had nothing to prove. He probably had 30 offers at that point, maybe 40, however many he wound up with. He had a ton of offers. And that day we were a little thin on tight ends, but he kept running routes. I'm like, dude, I know you're in pain. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you can see him limping. He'd run, he'd go out and do a route full speed, then come limping back to the line and get back in there and go at it. Pierce Furlan the same way. That was the day that we were, it was that underclassman combine, was it, Trent? What was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, it was 
yeah, the under, underclassman uh, showcase. Showcase. He must have run 789 routes that day. Pierce too. <laughs> so point being, if Georgia's get gets those two guys back to back, you know, with your Brock Bowers, with your uh, Darnell Washington, I don't know how. I could never do what Todd Hartley does. I got one guy, and that's the only guy I'm going to go with, and you just jump into it, you know. And uh, I mean, working without a net, and I'm sure he's got, you know, he's got a number two, number three, but they basically tells them you're the only guy we want, you know. And when, who is the other guy we spoke to that was the, like their backup that said, "Look, if Georgia doesn't take Delp, then we're going to they'll look at you." It was a kid that ended up committing to LSU. I can't think of his name right now, but he, uh, he, he, we, we heard that he had been talking to Georgia. So I went up and talked to him and he said, he said, Oh, yeah, they've, they've given me a phone call. And he said, he said, Coach Hartley was very, uh, very upfront with me. He said, if something very unforeseen happens with Oscar Depp, we'll start talking to you. I mean, just pure honesty. I mean, cards on the table. Normally, you would string a kid on like that. And I don't mean that in the mean way. You just you keep that fire. You keep that iron in the fire, right? I mean, everybody's got their plan B, you know, their plan C, their plan D. And part of the thing that you and Jed and Trent have to figure out, because, you know, I don't know this stuff, is who's the plan A guy? Who's the plan B guy? Who's the plan C guy? And that's why, to me, whenever we get an, we, a, uh, a quote from a kid and the kid says, they told me I'm the number one guy on their board. I'm like, okay. Let that, that lets us know. Let's put that story out. Let's put that – be sure that quote's in there. And we will damn sure find out fast if they've told somebody else that. And mm-hmm. to date, I haven't seen one kid say, well, no, they told me I'm number one too, you know. And you'll see some stuff, hey, they told me I'm the number one DN and I'm the number one outside linebacker. We both – we have them all listed as, you know, strong side DNs or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, that's, that's neither here nor there. But Todd Harley goes out and goes after just one guy. But you know, bust his tail to get the one kid, Darnell Washington. You know, Oscar Dell. Uh, I don't. Did he do it, John Fitzpatrick? Uh, I mean, I don't think there was many people he, they were going after in that class either. I mean, I mean, um, definitely with Brock Bowers. You know, it's like Brock's the guy. So they, yeah. they, he does it, and he does it without a net. And I think again, I'm getting this long-winded theory. I think he was looking for the toughest SOB he can find. Yeah. I just like, hey, we I want talent. I want uh, smarts, you know, I want raw ability, but I'm looking for somebody tough. And you've got a, a tight end out there in uh, big Darnell Washington with a broken foot. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just impressed with him. So, again, it's uh, – I, I, I know for a fact that these this tight end room is going to be some of the toughest kids on the team. No, no doubt, no doubt. And, and if they are – That's why we throw to the tight end all the time. <laughs> Absolutely, and 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 Roddy, to your point, if they do, uh, Lost and Lucky, a Georgia uh, legacy, if they do oh, yeah. get, if they do get Lost and Lucky, we put, I put out a uh, film a couple weeks ago on the uh, following the future trend. I don't know if you saw Lost and Lucky uh, blocking against Meadow Creek that night, but he was absolutely driving people ten yards backwards. And if he joins the group, if he ends up uh, committing to the same schools as, as his dad, he would join that group. And I think. As good as a blocker as Brock Bowers already is, Lawson Lucky could end up being the best blocker of the group if he ends up committing to Georgia. Yeah, I think he – I mean, what, what Hartley's done, he's gone out and got a, a, a very nice mixture of things. That's what I talked about in the film review is all three, you know, you're looking at Delp and, and Bowers and and uh, 
Washington, they're all tough as nails, but they all get different skill sets. So yeah. you can use all three in different ways. And it's just, uh, I mean, I'm intrigued on how he's going to use them all three. I mean, I, you saw the 13 personnel last weekend. Um, you saw them uh, line up Darnell Washington at tight end. Just kind of a little, uh, you know, a little preview of, of what this offense can really, you know, come to with, with those tight ends. Absolutely, and we don't want to forget that Jed's here with us because you know out of sight, out of out of sight, out of mind. But Jed, <laughs> Jed, uh, did want to say that um, you know when it comes to you, you did uh, that interview with him, and you talked about him talking to Brock Bowers and talking to some of those guys that he's going to be playing with. What was Oscar's feeling, you know, in terms of knowing the type of guys he's going to go be around there? Yeah, first of all, it was funny. You know, I asked him who were some guys in this class that. Um, have been recruiting really hard. And at first he said Gunner and Kojo. And he said, wait a minute, no, I'm trying to go after Kojo. Kojo's not been recruiting me. I'm trying, I'm trying to go after Kojo. Um, but yeah, like you said, he, you know, he's talked to Brock Bowers on his visits. They traded phone numbers and, and Snapchats like the kids do nowadays. And um, it's like you said, you know, he as if he didn't know what the expectations are in that tight end room from all the recruiting Todd Hartley's done of him, Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington are going to make it pretty clear sort of what the expectations are and, you know, sort of the role he'll jump into and, you know, it was actually funny. I talked to him and we were talking about the offense and all that kind of stuff. And he said, yeah, you know, next year, you know, it's going to be crazy. The stuff me and Brock can do on the field together and lining us up on the field at the same time and that kind of stuff. And I was like, and Darnell too, you know, don't forget about Darnell. I was like, oh yeah, Darnell too. Like I forgot about him. Like he, it seems like even he, you know, is, is a little bit in, in awe of just the sheer amount of talent um, that they got in that tight end room right now. So it's going to be just that that's the spring game. The 2022 spring game when those guys are going to be on the field at the same time is going to be something to watch. No doubt. It'll it'll be entertaining. Dan Jackson will be looking to uh, make amends, you know, and try to try to tackle one of those tight ends after getting run over by Darnell Washington in the spring game. He got asked about that in the in the press conference that he did uh, this week, you know, and he had a pretty good answer on that. But no, George is certainly an embarrassment of riches at tight end, but uh, we're going to get on uh, over here to uh, the questions here on on the vault because a lot of them have answer around or revolve around the weekend visits. And uh, guys, before we answer the first question, we will say this is going to be a loaded uh, weekend once again. We've been, you know, reaching out to guys, uh, getting their thoughts on if they're coming to Athens, things like that. We've put a list out over on the vault. It's pinned up uh, a thread over on the vault. So. Um, if you're wanting to see those guys, those are all expected, by the way. You know, you, you sometimes every once in a while, uh, you'll you'll get a guy who says, hey, I'm coming and they may not show up or somebody that we can't get a hold to. And then they do show up like Trent, Travis Hunter the other the other day. You know, no, nobody really knew. All of a sudden you got a little uh, idea of, hey, he, he could end up being there. Um, and then I turn around literally and on the third <laughs> row, there he is. And, uh, you know, all uh, chaos broke loose when uh, – when when I took the the picture and tweeted it out there, but uh, you know, if he didn't want to be seen, he shouldn't have came up on the third <laughs> row over there. So who knows what's going to end up end up happening with that? But uh, any have you gathered any more insight on Travis Hunter, uh, Trent? Before we get to uh, questions from the vault, no, I haven't. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, thankfully his injury wasn't as bad as it initially sounded. Um, there's a chance he will be back for the playoffs. But uh, as far as what y'all really want is, uh, does Georgia have a chance here? You know, I think I think that's going to come down to can Georgia get them on campus. I think uh, that was kind of a surprise visit. I, I know he enjoyed the visit. I know it got him thinking about things. But then again, you know, he's got so many ties to Florida State, and he's been locked in Florida State for so long. 
and Florida State won a game last Saturday. So, you know, there, there is a little bit of uh, – uh, They've won two in a row, had not they? Yeah, I don't know. I know, I know they won last Saturday. <laughs> they, they, but, uh, it, it's like the old quote on Major League. It's like, we won a game today. <laughs> we win tomorrow. That's two in a row. Win the third one. It's a winning streak. It has happened before. So, we'll see see what happens with Florida State over there. But, yeah, I, you know – what. I would not surprise me if you see Travis show back up, whether it's Kentucky or with that kind of big atmosphere. Uh, but I do think that's the key in terms of getting people on campus. Uh, official visits this weekend, Michael Williams and Luther Burden. Uh, so those are the big ones. We're expecting Jaheim Singletary to be in town, and, and we'll touch on some other ones as we get going here. Uh, but um, going to go ahead and hit our first question here. Uh, OU Herschel Walker says, what percentage probability would you give one to signing Bear Alexander, two signing Walter Nolan, three flipping Travis Shaw, and who are the most likely next three UGA commits for 2022? Jed, we'll ask you. We'll, we'll go with the last question first for the next three commits for 2022 and 2023. You wrote the what the who's next article. So, Jed, uh, who who do you got in mind there? Is the the people that are that are on the radar for next possible commitments? Oh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a guy you mentioned just then taking his official visit, Luther Burton. That's a guy that's Jordan's been going after hard, you know, all summer, and especially since he decommitted from Oklahoma. He's committing on the 19th, which is a week from today, yesterday. Um, so, you know, obviously Jordan's got the last crack at impressing him, right? So a huge visit this weekend could go a long way. It's between Georgia, Missouri, and Alabama there. Georgia, Missouri really seem to be the top two. Um so we'll see how things go this weekend. Other than that, you look at a guy like Kamari Wilson, um, kind of like Oscar Delp. You know, Georgia's led for him for a long time. It seems like he hasn't set a date. Um, a date could come anytime. A commitment could theoretically come anytime. Um, and then you look at two guys um, that are flips. You know, Michael Williams, he was in town for the Arkansas game a couple weeks ago. He'll be back on his official this weekend, Blaine, like you mentioned. So um, great official visit. That could really, you know, seal things there. That flip could come at any time. After that, if that's the route he decides to take. And then Alou Ba as well, um, Florida State offensive line commit, big guy. Um, it's, it's a lame joke, but it would be huge, literally, for Matt Luke and company to, <laughs> to flip Alou Ba and join the offensive line class. Um, he was also here for the Arkansas game. Here, so a um, couple more guys. that well, I got to find like a new recruiting writer. <laughs> Roddy just died a little bit inside with that one, Jed, uh, the, the the dad joke there. And you're not even dad yet, you know, not, I mean, at least not that we know about. You know, so, <laughs> but uh, so Roddy, uh, you know, you, do you have any insight on uh, a Luba? Uh, I, I like George's chances there. I really do. Uh, you remember when we had him at the five-star challenge, uh, he went out and sat down with the guys at Warchant and did a long TV interview with them. And, uh, and they do great work aboard Channel of those guys. Um, but uh, we'll start talking about Georgia. And because he was he had just visited or was planning to visit Georgia, you know, came to Atlanta for the five star challenge, went either went to Georgia, had just gone or was coming back, and didn't want to say a thing about it on the record. Wanted oh, to talk, really? he'd talk off the record, but the minute the tape recorder came out, boy, clammed up, you know, no, I, I didn't want any drama. My, my point being, if there is a flip coming, and I know Georgia is still after him, Georgia still is recruiting him. If they're going to flip him, it's, I doubt it's going to be one of these uh, big pressure pack things. I mean, he is dug in with the FSU, kind of like Travis Hunter to me, but 
you lose that bad and you have that much uh, instability in the program, things shake loose. So yeah. that's just that's how it works out. I mean, you guys got to do what's best for their future. As much as they love school, they just can't have it. Absolutely. No doubt. Now, getting back to the first part of that question. Right, I'm a duck out, guys. Y'all take care. Oh, all right, Roddy. We'll see you. Uh, Trent, getting back to the first part of that question, um, when it says what percentage probability would you give to signing Bear Alexander, signing Walter Nolan, or flipping Travis Shaw? Um, I know I'll let you get to the to the Walter Nolan and the Bear Alexander. I'm going to say flipping Travis Shaw is like below like 15%. I just don't see that happening uh, very, very well right now. Now, if he were to sh show up, like you said, with Travis Hunter, all of a sudden get on campus at Georgia, uh, North Carolina is obviously having their struggles as well. They lost to the lowly uh, Florida State Seminoles. So uh, that could, who knows, that may be a wake up call for him saying, hey, things are going south in a hurry. But if he were to show up on campus, I would increase those percentages. But what percentage would you give to uh, signing Bear or Walter Nolan? Uh, I mean, you know, like, like we've been saying, Bear's the best chance. Uh, you know, I, I, Bear was on campus a couple weeks ago um, for the Arkansas game. And, you know, I, I think I think Bear's the best chance. I, Percentage-wise, you know, I don't I, I don't really even think about percentages, honestly. I, I think yeah. them and Texas A&M are right there nose and nose. Uh, I don't think anybody's got an advantage. I think if one team might have a slight advantage, I think it's Georgia. But uh, I don't think it's over by any means, and I don't think it's going to be over for a while. Um, but Walter Nolan, I would put way, way down the list. I don't think there's as much communication anymore. I would say there's probably a little bit more communication with uh, Travis Shaw than there is Walter Nolan right now. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think they got their, their zeroed in on Bear and still talking to Travis Shaw and not talking as Walter Nolan a little bit. So I'd say they're trending down. No doubt. And, uh, you know, when it comes to Bear Alexander, I put in a future cast for Bear to Georgia, and, and that was based off a lot of uh, conversation I'd had with some some people that I, that, I, that I trust after that official visit, or that not official, that unofficial visit by Bear um, for that, that Arkansas game. And Georgia, I think, really helped themselves out a lot with not only the, the style of play, you know, Bear's also seen them against uh, Clemson but now he's over at IMG Academy and I think just getting him out of Texas a little bit and away from that that kind of culture and atmosphere even though he did see the big win over Alabama so who knows but I would say right now I'd handicap it 60-40 uh, in favor of Georgia but like you said there's still a long way to go Jed, I mean, as you talk to guys that are IMG guys or whether it's anybody, you know, close to Gunnar Stockton, like you talked to Delp, I mean, uh, any any of those guys have mentioned, you know, Bear lately to you or anything that they're that they're trying to trying to hear or, or we're trying to recruit Bear. Yeah, like you said, definitely Gunner. I mean, I remember late in the summer, I think those pictures came up of Bear and Gunner at the lake together. Um, and everyone kind of went nuts over that but um i think another guy is is tyree west that's another defensive line guy commit obviously at one time they were commit georgia commits together um that's a guy that you know i, I talked to him talk, uh, talked to tyree back over the summer and he said yeah i've still got bears here i talked to him all the time that's my boy and all that kind of stuff so that's another guy that i think is really in bears here and like i said playing the same position group and all that kind of stuff and then you know you have your, your typical uh, recruiters in this class, guys like Jalen Walker, Denylon Morris, said those guys that kind of um, have their hands in everything a little bit. But you know, but Gunner and Tyree West specifically are are two guys that are really trying to bring Bear back home. 
No doubt, no doubt. I think uh, they're they're definitely leading the charge in terms of that. Jalen Walker's a guy who has spent time with Barry Alexander on his visits as well. He's really become an ambassador for this entire class of 2022. Uh, he was one of the first ones to tweet out, you know, we're not done yet after uh, Delp uh, committed today. So he's definitely sees that Georgia's got some stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, Trent, you know, when it comes to Luther Burden, as Ryan Dog says, what are our chances to land Luther Burden next week? Love to get him. Seems like uh, lots of smoke around Mizzou. I will agree that there's a lot of smoke around Mizzou. You're one of the most confident in in uh, Georgia's chances. You put in a future cast, uh, Luther Burden to to Georgia. What uh, what are you hearing and thinking on Luther Burden as of now? I, th- I think they just got to overcome that, you know, it, especially with this whole nil thing. Um, I think they got to overcome that. Um, there's a lot of a lot of draws to stay at home, um, you know, and, and I think he's going to continue to hear that even after he commits, if he was to commit to Georgia. Um, and I, I think that uh, I, I like Georgia's chance. I think Georgia sits well. I think Georgia's recruited him well. You know, Georgia's got the last visit. Uh, I felt Georgia, you know, had a slight lead for a month now, but I, it still comes down to that, you know, what's going to happen at the last moment, you know, what's going to, you know, it's that, it's that, the, the whole nil thing's thrown a whole kink in this whole process. And, and, I, and, and that's something that you have to overcome as a, you know, to go get those guys from out there, like, you know, Illinois, Missouri. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to wait till see what happens in this visit, see what I hear after the visit and kind of see where things stand. And, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I was more confident in the Georgia chances probably when I put the future cast in than I am now. Not saying that I'm, you know, I still feel a slight edge to Georgia today, but uh, but I'll see what I feel after this thing. And I, I think this is going to go uh, all the way down to next Tuesday. No doubt. And and uh, you talk about, you know, this official visit. He'll get an opportunity to see the Georgia offense in person, which Shamar Stewart and people that we've talked about, Barry Alexander, all these guys that we've gotten quotes from after their visits when they've seen the Georgia defense in person, they talked about how much that speed and the way that they handled things impacted their their view of the of the system and how the team plays and things like that. Well, Georgia will have an opportunity this weekend because of the style of this game. Uh, Kentucky prides themselves on stopping people from running the football just like Georgia does. So if Georgia has any kind of faltering in the run game, they're going to have opportunities one-on-ones with receivers like uh, a healthy Jermaine Burton that, you know, he's, he's getting healthier. Kyrus Jackson's getting healthier. You know, Arian Smith could possibly be back for this game. And Lad McConkey, of course, is there playing well. Uh, A.D. Mitchell. So as those guys get chances to go deep over the top, uh, you know, Burden will get a chance to see that. So Georgia will have opportunities not only off the field with how they handle all of the on-campus recruiting, but, of course, on the field with their game against Kentucky this week. College game day, of course, being their big atmosphere once again. We'll have a photo gallery and all that. I'll be uh, shooting the, the recruits as they come in the stadium and everything. We'll be uploading that even uh, before the game, hopefully, uh, Wi-Fi dependent, you know, knock on wood how the how the Wi-Fi is in the in the stadium over there. So uh, hopefully all that will be working well. Um, next question is from Captain. It says, what's with MJK, solid or wavering? 
Uh, Jed, I know you've covered or went down and seen uh, Marquise Groves Killebrew a couple times. Uh, you you know have talked to guys that have been close around him. You know Denylon, people like that. Any worries you think with uh, M- MGK being out of this class at some point? Or you think he's just enjoying his uh, recruitment and his uh, those visits, just taking the full compliment? Yeah, in my opinion, I think it's it's he's taking the full compliment of his visits and enjoying the process, y'all. Y'all have obviously been around Georgia recruiting. Y'all were around when he committed, I'm sure. So, so y'all stayed back with him farther than I do. But, you know, it's one of those things you only get to be recruited once, right? I mean, you only get to take so many visits to see. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. If I was a recruit and I got the chance, okay, this weekend I'm going to college where college game day is. And next weekend I'm going to where college game day is. The week after that I'm going to where college game day is. Like, why? If you're a football fan, especially, like, you, you'd be silly to pass it up. But that's neither here nor there. But anyway, um, you know, he, he was a guy that was the first commit in this class. Um, you know, I, I remember when I went and talked to him, I was like, who are some guys you really feel like you brought in, you helped bring in? He was like, everybody. Like, I've, I've helped build this class from the ground up. So I I don't think a guy as integral in that pa- and as integral as him in this class um, would decommit. But, you know, I guess, I guess stranger things have happened in the world. But right now, I don't see it. Yeah, and uh, he's one that, Trent, they brought back for every official visit weekend in the summer. He was there helping recruit guys. I mean, he would come back and just hang out around him and, and talk to him about Georgia and, and things like that. So I feel that that uh, MGK is very, very solid at Georgia. And I think he told me at the Rivals five-star challenge, he said, he said, listen, I'm going to take other visits, he said, but that's just a part of this this experience. He said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dog and, and I love uh, Georgia football and the program. So, um, But Denylon, I know, is his teammate there. Uh, at North Cobb uh, and, and is a strong Georgia recruiter himself. So, Trent, I just I just really wouldn't – it would have to be some kind of drastic situation, I would think, uh, for uh, Marquise uh, groves Killebrew to not end up in the class. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. You know, I, I really believe that he's, he's enjoying the process, and I don't blame him. But at the end of the day, uh, that, that, whole, that whole group, uh, you know, MKG, uh, Morissette, Delp, Stockton, they all play seven on seven together. They're all really close. They're all, you know, probably in a group text talking about us right now and telling us how silly we look. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, it, it, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, I think, I think MKG will sign with, with Georgia. And, and he's going to take more visits and there's going to be more people talking about it. And then, you know, it's just that's the way it's going to be. And I, and I expect a few other Georgia commits to, to take some visits. But um, I, I think Georgia's confident in keeping the uh, majority of, uh, of everybody that's going to be taking visits. Absolutely. I think if any and if anything, uh, not that it's always, you know, desirable to do, but if anything, if anybody ends up not in this class, it won't I don't I don't think it'll be as much on their end as it is, you know, hey, we need to part ways here. But, uh, you, you know, you hate to see that. But sometimes that that's part of it. Uh, P.A. Dog 610 says projection on other visitors for this Saturday versus Kentucky uh, besides ones listed. So we've got a pretty extensive list over there. Uh, even including, you know, finding out today that, that Traquan Fagans, who just decommitted from Miami, is going to be there. Uh, of course, his teammate Tony Mitchell, who was there for the South Carolina game, uh, along with guys like like uh, Michael Daughter and Arch Manning for that big atmosphere they had over there. He's one of the top corners in all of America in the class of 2023, and he is really, really uh, falling in love with the Georgia program and how they play defense. So it's, uh, it's a tight battle for um, – 
Tony Mitchell, I think, between Georgia and Alabama. But uh, we're updating that as quickly as, as possible. And then uh, any guys that, that we are thinking have a realistic shot of showing up based on either what they've told us uh, their plans are or their tentative plans, we're going ahead and putting them on that list for you guys. So just make sure to check it out over on the vault. Uh, it is worth noting, too, that, that Braden Joyner, also from the state of Alabama, Auburn High School, will be there. So lots of guys coming out of the state of Alabama. And that's something really, uh, Trent, even going back to Clay Webb and stuff like that, that Kirby has really started to recruit the state of Alabama hard. I mean, he's got connections there. He's He was there for, I don't know, what, 10, 11 years, it seemed like. So, he, you know, he was, he was in that state recruiting hard for a long time. So he's starting to kind of lean on some of those connections. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he has those. He has a ton of connections, and I and I think you see that with Muschamp too. You know, the the Florida the Florida recruiting kind of backed off, but Muschamp has so many connections in Florida, and and now you see Georgia recruiting Florida really well, and he's and Texas really well with with Humphreys. You know, he has the Texas connections, so I, you know, I think those connections are really helping Georgia out, uh, especially with Alabama recruits and and you know Muschamp's connections. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see we'll see if uh. Um, and they pulled George Pickens, they pulled uh, Clay Webb, and uh, and we'll see uh, where it goes next. Monty Ross uh, is another one, so uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see if uh, Georgia can uh, land a couple kids from Alabaster. No doubt, no doubt. The the boy racer forty five. What are you hearing on Marvin Jones Jr. or Nigelak Kelly? Um, I haven't I haven't heard a ton on either one of them. I do know that that Marvin and is is coming into town. Obviously, Nigel like Kelly put out that he was going to be coming into town. Uh, Jed, I know at one point you had tried to reach out to, to Nigelak as I as well. So uh, still trying to get some more on that. Did you ever end up getting in touch with him? If not, we can we can just uh, move on real quick here. But just wanted to see if you'd ever got to to talk to uh, Nigelak during this process. No, nothing yet, but um, like you said, we're reaching out to guys seemingly at will, uh, or not at will, um, nonstop uh, throughout these past couple of days. So um, check out the list on the vault. It's being updated seemingly on the hour. So y'all y'all keep it locked there for um, all the update, up to the minute uh, visitors for this weekend. No doubt, no doubt. And then here we go, Lower East Side Dog, true or false, Georgia will fit flip at least three players currently committed to other teams. Uh, Trent, over or under three flips in this class? True. Yeah, I say true True as well. Um, obviously, we, we all think Michael Williams uh, could be one that, that ends up. Julian Humphrey is one that they're working on really hard. And then I guess you could also count uh, Jaheim Singletary because at one point, if, if Jaheim Singletary does commit to Georgia, he was committed to Ohio State. Uh, another currently one uh, – uh, uh, Ali Uba, um, that that's another one from from Florida State, and then of course we talked about uh, Travis Hunter a possibility as well. So I mean, there I think there's five or six guys, obviously that there's a major major possibility with. I'm gonna go ahead and throw this up on the on the screen as well. That this was the, the chart from the other day. I haven't updated it to move Delp over to the commitments. Uh, he was at top on the targets list, but move him over there. We had Michael Williams, Julian Humphrey. Uh, Kojo Antoine is another one that that could be a possible flip. He's been to Georgia several times. He's it's it's rumored that he could be coming back into town this week. But Kojo is the type of guy, Trent. He does not he does not uh, forecast when he's when he's coming in. He just kind of he just kind of shows up. 
Yeah, I mean, and that is another one of those kids that is with that same group that we were talking about. Yeah, um, Hustle Link. Yeah, I mean, but they're all they're all they're all friends. They're all uh, seven on seven teammates, and you know they're all going to want to hang out in the weekends. And and uh, what better place to hang out than Athens, Georgia, seeing the number um, one team in the country. Yeah, and you you know you talk about Oscar. He he told Jed that that the guys that he was going after Kristen Miller, he was going after Kojo uh, Antoine. You know, he's going after all these kind of guys. So if you get a, a guy, a Kristen Miller in there, well, there's your connection to Michael Williams, who's who's great friends. And Kristen put out a tweet today, hey, you're going to have to deal with me for four years, man. So either <laughs> either Kristen's going out to uh, USC or that means uh, Michael is going to flip and come with him to, to Georgia one of the two because uh, Ohio State is not in the picture for Michael Williams. So that is uh, that that kind of brings it down to two there. Um, and then, of course, you know, when it, when it comes to – all of these guys, Kojo, like you said, on that Hustle Inc. team, they spend a lot of time together in the summer, guys. Uh, so it, it it all depends on. I think it'd be very interesting having Luther Burden there this weekend. I think, and then you know, if Kojo shows up, I think Georgia could take another couple receivers in this class um, because, like you said, Trent, I think the number that you're hearing, I mean, it's gonna get it's gonna get way up up there, well above 25 in this class with uh, some of the some of the room and, and the creativity that Georgia can have uh, in this class of 2022. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm expecting so probably somewhere in between the 28 to 30 number uh, when, when it's all said and done, uh, you know, you, you, you're counting on, uh, I, I don't know the the number, I think it was like 14 or 13 transfers uh, last year. Um, and of course those don't count, but I'm talking about this coming year. Uh, you got to think uh, that there are a lot in seven, uh, you got to think Georgia will be close to at least five uh, transfers, and and Kirby ain't gonna leave uh, a spot unfilled. So uh, yeah, I look for twenty eight to thirty. Um, you know, and the remaining spots he's going, you know, go searching the transfer portal again, just like he did this past year. No doubt it, but it is worth noting that one of those spots will be used to give Dan Jackson a scholarship after he. Uh, after you know, after he's well, all he's done for Georgia this year, Kirby said it in a press conference. He said, as soon as the scholarship comes available, Dan Jackson's getting one. So uh, that that would be well deserved if if uh, forty seven uh, gets one there for Georgia. And then uh, our last question of the night: realistic UG fan eleven ninety one version two point What happened with an eye white uh, better players feeling UGA or was it uh, you know metal parting ways so to speak? for antics, demands, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm not so sure on that last part of it there, um, but I do think uh, Roddy was kind of a point guy that that, that led some of that and uh, said that, on put a note on the vault, that it was kind of a mutual parting of ways, so to speak, a better situation for, for both people. I think that, that there was extreme interest after his uh, visit uh, to the University of Georgia. That's why you saw the the – just barrage of future casts come out based on what we were hearing. Uh, but things change and can change rapidly. So he was at that uh, Texas A&M uh, game, I believe, this weekend, seeing Alabama uh, go down to Texas A&M. Uh, so, Trent, you know, sometimes things – you've been around this a long time. It, 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 can, uh, it can change in a hurry. Yeah, and, you know, uh, that's why I always – you know, we always talk about silent commits. You know, it's kind of t- – you take them with a grain of salt and, uh, you know, uh, whether or not – uh, and I was a silent commit. There was uh, extreme interest to, to the point where uh, Georgia felt good about him coming, and he he uh, you know looked looked like Georgia was a team to beat. And uh, so I, I just think 
you know, uh, you started hearing the interest in Michael Williams that next week uh, following, and then you started hearing uh, uh, Jamar, Stewart. Jamar Stewart coming in town. And, and I think, you know, uh, at the end, I think they just, uh, I think there was communication and there's a mutual, uh, you know, parting. And I, I, I don't expect White in this class, and but I do think Georgia's going to to fill those spots with uh, uh, similar or better players, so uh, or better prospects uh, rate rating wise. So and, that, and now you've got Marvin Jones Jr. coming into town for a visit. So yep. a lot of edge talent, a lot of guys that 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 edge position is the one I think that is going to be the most key for Georgia to fill for the remainder of this class. I feel like Georgia is going to going to end up getting a guy. Uh, no matter which one it is, they're going to end up getting a guy to be the guy in the middle there, the defensive tackles. And I think Kristen Miller, of course, will add that as a kind of a tween. Kristen Miller almost reminds me with his body type of end up being like a Malik Herring type guy, a guy who could slide out and be a four, four eyed, you know, if he needed to in a, in a more of a, uh, an odd front, you know, head up, or he can come down and play anywhere from a three technique down to a shade. So, I mean, he's he's about almost three bills there, Trent, but uh, he can he can move around. I mean, he's a guy who can who can play, and I think I think Georgia has a really good good shot with Kristen Miller. But uh, that's all of our questions here on the vault this week, guys. Um, Jed, uh, any what's uh, what's coming up on uh, recruiting coverage? You got anything uh, coming up this week in terms of uh, leaderboard updates or anything uh, leading into uh, decisions coming up for next week? Yeah, I believe this is cheat sheet week, so I'll uh, update the cheat sheet tomorrow morning. Um, I spoke with, or not spoke with, I traded numbers with um, Oscar Delps High School coach um, at the Christmas ceremony tonight. I'm going to have a coach's corner on him um, at some point. And then, yeah, you know, this weekend will be, you know, all, all three of us will be spending our Sundays calling guys that were at the game uh, in between watching the Browns hopefully beat the Cardinals. And, yeah, we'll just have all those reactions, um, you know, coming y'all's way Monday, Tuesday, early next week. Jed, the, the glutton for punishment there is the Browns fan. He's just, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's similar to, to, you know, Trent with the, the Braves now being in the NLCS. We'll see. We'll see if they can end up uh, com- coming through. I'm not getting my hopes up but, uh, on the, in this next series. I, ha- I had some positivity that we could that we could beat the Brewers, but I don't have no positivity going to go Braves. But yeah, they'll, they'll <laughs> I'm find not getting out, my hopes up. They'll find out tonight if they play the Dodgers or the Giants. So uh, Braves in the NLCS. Georgia is number one in the country. There's a lot of good stuff going on for uh, people that are uh, you know typically fans here on the on the the vault and on the the dog vent so make sure you you sign up guys join us for all that coverage we'll have you covered for all the visitors this weekend uh, a photo gallery also we're going to put out uh, all the the photos and videos we take from the game the game action it'll be its own content item uh free of course on the on the uh website so make sure you're checking everything out hit subscribe hit the like button turn on notifications because we are adding content every day to youtube it seems like uh that, that, that's growing more and more did want to say thank you again to dead Soxie is there the sponsor of the show and then finally uh, a last note uh, guys james smith is a defensive tackle who now stands six foot four is 310 pounds out of img academy he was there uh for the arkansas game he was also at the auburn game um, he's he said that they're going to try to get up here uh, for the Kentucky game as well. If so, that'll be three weeks in a row. I put him on the cover of this this show because James Smith, guys, 
Trent, if, if Georgia was able to land a big guy in the middle like that in the class of 2023 after possibly getting a Bear Alexander plus a Kristen Miller, you're talking about reloading that, that defensive tackle position that's so loaded right now for Georgia. Yeah, definitely. And and I, I don't think – I mean, of course, I, Georgia's obviously will, will have a, a little drop-off with these guys, but I think the next line of guys are very good. And if you can keep stacking these guys, uh, you know, like Nazir Stackhouse and uh, you still got Zion Logue and you still have – Jalen uh, Carter will be around for another year. Jalen Carter and, um, you, you know, Warren Brinson. Uh, you, you have you have some talent there. and. And you start stacking these guys, and that's what that's what you, you start putting these guys in the draft. These defense linemen are going to come. You start stacking classes, and you're going to see it turn into kind of what Alabama was, uh, you know, 2011, 2012, and that, those years uh, uh, where they just defense linemen uh, just every single year. And I think that's where the drop off's been. I think that Alabama's uh, lacking the 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 big the big guys on the line of scrimmage, and uh, uh, a lot of them are in Athens. So. Uh, yeah, so I, I think Georgia needs to continue to build uh, on that defense line and that offense line, and um, and you, you'll continue to see you know these these wins and these rankings trend upwards. Well, you you just see it this year. There's a trend in the teams having success right now. Kentucky, a very physical team that is big up front. They're six and zero on the year. Florida had success earlier, almost took down Alabama. They're big. They're big in the trenches. Uh, Georgia and Iowa are the top two in the country. Very physical defensive fronts. Uh, there's a there's a trend back from going from basketball on grass, what it was the last you know five six years, to being kind of a uh, a smash mouth game. Those guys. Uh, recruiting that way and having success. So Georgia certainly tr continuing to follow that recipe. So guys, for Trent Smallwood and Jed May, I'm Blaine Gilmer. This has been Rumors versus Facts, and we will be back on Monday, our regular time. I had to do a special episode here tonight, uh, but wanted to uh, you know react to Oscar Dupp's committed, uh, commitment and all these other things, visitors this weekend. So we will uh, catch you on Monday for another episode of Rumors versus Facts.